Tractor. ABCs, the pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> One man with a van. Yeah. And 11 young boys. <laughs> and he doesn't give out roses, it's lollipops. <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to another episode of Doubly Negative. As always, my name's Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm okay. How you doing? You a little sleepy? Yes. So I kind of texted you a little late today. I said I'd text you in the morning. Completely forgot. Texted you at five and said, yeah, let's do it tonight. And then when you woke up, you said, I'm up. Want to do it with the question mark? Did you not want to record today? No. Uh, so, yeah, us being 12 hours apart, sometimes we're not on the same page for several hours. And yeah. when I first asked you, I did want to do it tonight. In fact, I think tonight's the only opportunity I could have to do it. Oh, thank God for doing it. But then when, it, when you didn't respond for a little while, I kind of got the feeling that you were going to only be able to do it tomorrow. Or, or maybe you even said tomorrow. And yeah, that was the thing. When you said tomorrow, I didn't know if you meant tonight or tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah, see? We've but been doing you this for... Tonight? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. We we've been doing this for over a year. We still just time time changes. We can't figure it out. Yeah, I think in general the best way is just to pick one person's time zone. Like usually, I pick yours, and I say Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm um, far stupider, then, so it should definitely be my time zone. <laughs> and then yeah, even though I'm saying Wednesday night and it's not my Wednesday night, I just know we're picking yours. Um, it's when we do the tomorrow or tonight, and it, it gets really confusing. But hey, we're here. Yeah. Um, so how long into us picking a time zone does one of us fuck that up to you think like how how many weeks do you think we can get that right you'll say wednesday and then you'll be going immediately yeah yeah it's not gonna last long we'll do what we can though um so i have kind of a little funny story to kick us off a little lighthearted. my lovely wife michelle found a delicious recipe on tiktok I believe it was Kim Kardashian. Shout out Kim K. We know you're watching. And um, it's chia seeds, oat milk. You let that sit in the fridge overnight and uh, it turns into like a nice yogurt. You top it with the fixins, you know, uh, oats, bananas, blueberries, honey. Very, very mm. good. And I've been enjoying it. So um, I've eaten it for the past couple of days, two days. And chia seeds are very good for you for those who don't know. And I've just been, Why? don't know, the internet said it was. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of omega-3s in it, which is very good for you. But eating it for a couple of days, and let me tell you, I've been shitting nonstop. Multiple times at work. And I'm thinking like, oh, what's going on with my stomach? Like, this is really fucking with me. And um, I find out tonight, the recipe is for two tablespoons of chia seeds. She has been putting a full cup of chia seeds. Not she was like, I got the recipe wrong. And I was like, I got to look this up because there's like a lot of vitamins, minerals in this stuff. Way more. It's so many more. And I look it up and it's like. Or something like that. <laughs> wait, you cut out a little bit there. It's like a hundred times or something like that. Like how many tablespoons in a cup? It's got to be so many. Yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Well, while you look that up, I'll continue the story. Um, so I Google it and it's like 
you can overdose on chia seeds. Not OD, but like it's going to cause like stomach issues. And I was like, well, here we go. Thanks a bunch. The toilet could overdose on chia seeds, basically. Dude, I was TMI. I was wiping. I had chia seeds on the on the CP. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, it's not as bad as I thought, but she ate X'd it. There's uh, 16 tablespoons in a cup. So she, 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 she went 400% or 800%. And I already take a krill oil every morning, which is high in omega threes as well. So my omega three levels are through the fucking roof right now. Just know that. Um, What what is that? When you Googled that though, like the overdose on chia seeds, what is, what does that mean? Just like you can have like stomach problems. And if you do it consistently, it can lead to weight gain. And I was like, thanks a lot, honey. Right. I'm trying to do the opposite right now. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I always joke like she wants to keep me fat. So I'm not marketable. Mm. And uh, come to find out she's putting 400 times the amount of chia seeds in my yogurt every morning. God damn it. I trusted her. It's just chia seeds and oat milk? Chia seeds, oat milk, and then like you add honey and stuff after. But you put it in the fridge and let it sit overnight, and they kind of like absorb some of the oat milk. Still liquidy though, right? No. Well, who knows the real recipe? The recipe I was eating was strictly chia seeds, so um, it was pretty thick. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, so it was, yeah, so that's been fucking me up. Um, are you going away? Is that why we couldn't record the next couple of days? Yes. Bore me. Go ahead. Where are you going? Well, I'm going somewhere le- less boring. Okay. Right? Okay. It's this, not Bali. This is so. the most boring place. Yes. True. Yeah. I don't know. Is it still boring? It's still boring, probably. I don't think so. Try to remember the email. Was it living in Indonesia or was it living in Bali? I think, um, I don't know. It's been a little over a year since we got that. We might have to do a revisit. Okay. Well, I'm just take a chance. Sorry, guys. Yep. Um. Ah, oh, it's so boring. <laughs> yeah. Indonesia's a big country, and a lot of different islands, and one of them is named Sumba, not Zumba, but Sumba. And uh, it's one of those places that I've heard about in passing, a lot of times. It's supposed to be extremely beautiful. Um. And Tika has been wanting to go there. And a couple of things have kind of happened at the same time to, yeah, to make this happen. One of them is that they are raising the rent on my place um, more than two times. Uh, Jesus. A doubling plus, yeah. So inflation's just not hitting America. Yeah. I, th- I think the main thing is like tourism reopening up. But um, my place used to be a pretty good deal, and now it's not. Okay. So started looking around for another place, and I didn't really look that hard, but I wasn't really finding anything I liked. So I got kind of d- discouraged. And I also have been feeling kind of bored here. Well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I've been feeling like in a little bit of a rut. And then also, Zeke has been applying for jobs. And she recently got one that's work from home. So anyway, she was asking me to go to Sumba for like a week. And I was saying, why don't we go for like a month? 
And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing tomorrow. We're going to fly to Sumba for a month. Wow. So this is a very big step in your relationship as well. Uh, Are you going to be step, living I... together? Yeah. yeah. You're kind of underplaying it. You're going, ah, it's a step. That's a big step. You think so? Yeah. I think you might be trying to downplay it in your head that it's not that big of a step, but it is a big step. You might not see it as that now, but this is a, a really big step in your relationship. Oh, cut it out, Chris. It is. You got to be excited. We've lived together before. For how long, though? Uh, a couple weeks, three weeks, maybe. All right. But was it at one of your places? Because you've been in that place for a while. So, I mean, you still had your own separate places. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the time I'm thinking of was when she first flew to Bali. Uh, and she had to find her own place. So I let her stay at mine until she did. But actually, there was a little while where we hadn't planned on her finding a place. So it was a little bit muddled. But yeah. Yeah. So now you're deeper in the relationship. You're going to a different part of Indonesia together. You don't have your own separate places. Mm. You're, you're moving in together. Have you thought what this could potentially mean for after this month? Maybe I'm prying too much. This could be very personal. But you're prying you are very prying um you're prying a lot but no it's okay i'm intrigued um, i don't know uh, the the general idea is that we're going to go for a month and then we'll come back so we haven't really had a discussion about what happens when we come back but she's keeping her place oh okay uh while we go all right her place is an excellent deal compared to mine yeah. um and even just as storage like to not take all our stuff right mm -hmm. i have had some thoughts about like trying to get something more long term and uh as far as us moving in together the, the thought the thought comes into my mind but i'm still pretty scared and all that yeah i mean it is a scary step but actually this is a, it's kind of occurring to me now that this is kind of like a trick if people are capable of doing this, if you've got some flexibility with work or whatever, it's a way to move in together, but not move in together. It's like a trial run. Yeah, exactly. Almost, because there's no expectation when you get back. It's not right. like you guys are signing a lease together. You're going for a month and there's been no discussion. So there's no expectation that's been set. Exactly. And even in similar situations, uh, I don't think she wants me to say her name, but someone was asking me about her and her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. and she was saying i really want to live with him but we're not sure and i suggested a trial run basically said why don't you guys live together for like a month and know that it's going to end at the end of the month but even while i was suggesting that i kind of i kind of understood in my head like it's difficult because yeah you're moving in and then at the end of the month if, if you don't want to anymore you have to say i don't want to anymore which is very very difficult it essentially um, turns it into one of those dating shows that we love watching. Kind of. Yeah. And then you're actually, you would be in, in the trial run, you would be living at one of your places and then you would have to actually move out, which is, it's, it's just a, a nightmare. But in my scenario, it's far more natural. Yeah. It's just like a, Hey, I'm looking for a new spot. You got a job from home. We both want to try this place. So yeah. when's, when's a better time, you know, no time like the present. Exactly. <laughs> so 
yeah, I think this is one of those instances where a trial run could work. I'm curious how many people actually do like trial runs of like living with each other. And I want to know what happens in the relationship afterwards when someone says no. I would love to talk to someone that's been in that situation. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because I feel like if one party says yes and one says no, that's kind of, that could literally destroy the relationship. Like that could yes. be it. You have to go into, this is a dating show, dude. This is, you go into it with a chance of losing your partner. But if it all works out, you get what you want. You move in. Well, I guess that's one of the, it's probably one of the most common issues people have in relationships, I think, is when one person is pretty much all in and they want to make it to the next step, make it to the next step, and the other person is like waffling. Um, and yeah, I would imagine that if, if you haven't actually taken that next step in whatever form it takes, then both of you can kind of project into the future and say, oh, well, one day. But if you do take that next step and then go backwards, it, it seems to be going backwards that people can't handle. Yeah, and I don't think it's always necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes a little space can do, do you guys good. So, yeah, but I think a majority of the people wouldn't, can't handle that Yeah, because you get excited. You're like, okay, we're here. We're, we're doing this. And then you take that step back and you see that as negative progress when it might not necessarily be, you could be at a further along in your relationship than you were before you started that trial run, but you're just not yeah. where you were during the trial run. That's a trial run. And I have very mixed feelings about that whole mindset. Obviously it's not my mindset the whole yeah. like let's push this thing along but i understand it um i understand it for societal reasons for like financial reasons for biological clock reasons yeah um how often do you hear actually, that like oh when are you gonna get married it's like, oh yeah well just waiting on him or right hey clock's ticking i gotta have a baby soon i'm gonna be like dude it's crazy for women 30 years old you're considered geriatric your eggs which is wild. Yep. And guys can just brakakaka until they're like 70. Brakakaka? <laughs> Keeping it PG. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder in those situations, and let's be politically correct, Chris. I'm sure there's some instances when the woman is the one waffling too, but probably like 1%. Um, anyway. <laughs> just slide that in there. <laughs> I, I would also be interested in what in what percentage of those situations the party that's kind of waffling comes around and moves on to the next step or in what percentage they're just like, yeah, you're not ready. Because I th that feels to me like it would be the default, but I'm not sure if that's true. I, I feel like if someone's not sure, it's going to be really hard to turn that into, I don't know. Well, I feel that in most situations where if someone's not ready, say like it's been a relationship, it's five years and, you know, someone's not ready and one of the other people really are, um, more than often than not, I feel like the person that's not ready will kind of give in and just go for it because they don't want to lose that person. We are talking about the ultimatum now. I just realized that. Yeah. So the ultimatum review part two, here we go, ladies. Somehow we, we completely started talking about the premise of the show. And this is why it's a brilliant show. Yeah. The Nick Lachey knows. Obviously. 
what he's doing. Yeah, it's still on our minds all these all these months later. So that brings me to something I've been thinking about since we started talking about it. Hmm. For content purposes, we're going to have to set up cameras in your villa. And I'm also going to hire a working camera crew. And Chris Hansen's out of a job. He's not at The Bachelor anymore. He's going to host it. Chris Hansen was doing The Bachelor? Not that Chris Hansen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the to catch a predator guy on a dating show now. Yeah. What a pivot yeah. that would be. I think his name's Chris <laughs> Hansen. That would be such a weird hybrid show, like The Bachelor, but with pedophiles in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like all kids that are about to turn 18, and it's one older. <laughs> No, that's an awful show. I uh, wouldn't have very good ratings. Watch that. You just say you would watch that? Absolutely. Come on, uh, you would too. Everybody would watch that. Everybody would say they hate it, but everybody would watch that. No one's talking about it at the water cooler at work, I'll tell you that. Ratings would be astronomical, but nobody would be talking yeah. about it. All the media coverage would be like, this is just an awful show. I can't believe they're doing this, but it literally puts up bigger numbers than the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I love it. What a happy accident that was. Mm. I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> when he's about to kick someone off, he just goes, why don't you have a seat? <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, why don't you have a seat? And what did you bring in this bag? Oh, <laughs> what a ghoul. Um, I think we're on to something. ABC, we know you're listening. DM us. The pedophile. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Off track. ABCs. There. The pedophile. <laughs> One man with a van. Yeah. And 11 young boys. And he doesn't give out roses. It's lollipops. <laughs> oh. It's fucking Tootsie Pop, dude. And then... In the middle of the show, they have that episode where he has to go like meet the parents and convince yeah. them. <laughs> oh my god! And then, like, this is my room that I live in. It, usually, it's like this is the room I grew up in. It's like a race car bed and shit. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. So we're gonna film Patreon.com/slash Don't Be Negative. We're gonna film Kyle's uh, trial run. Are we? No, we're not gonna do that. That'd be awful for you. Right now, it would be a ton of us um, laying in bed and playing poker on our phones. <laughs> yeah. Ratings. We started. Not be great. Yeah, we started playing this app. Uh, we started playing a couple apps at the same time where we just play poker a lot. Yeah, she's into it too. She loves it. Wow. Did you have to teach her to play, or did she know prior? She knew prior, but she's terrible. So I had to. Yeah, I had to teach her. Yeah, you are quite the poker player. I know my way around the cards. Hmm. It's good having like shared hobbies and interests like that. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. It's it's so much different. I was thinking about that because sometimes I'm like, um, I'll be like critical of myself, even playing a mobile game or something because it seems like I'm wasting time. Seems like I'm I'm doing nothing. But even just playing the same game together is so much different than she's playing a game, I'm playing a game. It's like there's that social component, shared component, whatever it is. So 
Yeah. It just seems it, a little better. And it's something that's different than like, oh, we watch the same shows. Because you're not talking during those shows. You're not bonding in any way. I mean, you can talk about the shows afterwards. So I guess that kind of. So strike that from the record. Um, but yeah, just having those things you can bond over, talk about. That's very important in relationships. And actually, we're basically, we're cheating. Um, we try to find the same table, which happens extremely often. Basically, every time we play, we, we sit at the same table. We share wow. cards. And then we set up these plays where, like, if she has a great hand, I'll raise. And then these people call. And then she can re-raise. We get it all in. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun to cheat. You guys are like uh, modern-day Bonnie and Clyde with fake money. Exactly. Yeah, there's no difference between us and Bonnie and Clyde. I don't really know much about the Bonnie and Clyde story. I just know they were crooks. And they stole stuff. And then they, they died, I think. I'm sure they're dead now. Yeah. Either way, either, you're correct. I'm sure you're correct that they're dead. No misinformation on this show. I'm officially fat, Chris. Go on. I had a checkup. And the doctor said you were fat, those words? Yes. All right, so walk me through it. Did you think you were fat going in? Were you nervous about the scale going in? I, I know. I'm, I'm at my, like, worst fitness levels in, in months. I just haven't really been focusing on it at all. And I haven't been caring about my diet, so it's yeah okay i do not respect this part of medical whatever and i'm, I'm surprised they do it actually they right, have this body um, mass index yes bingo makes no sense it's so stupid it doesn't take anything but gender into consideration that's it yes yeah so yeah i'm sure i'm sure pretty much everyone's aware of this which is which is why it's even less respectful but if you take like bodybuilders that are absolutely shredded they would be considered overweight on BMI. Now that is not me, so I'm not. I'm not putting yeah. myself into that category. All right, just show the six pack, dude. We get it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> overweight, I guess. Check it. But yeah, anyway, so they, they they do all these different things. They did a cardiogram, which was the main reason I wanted to go, um, because I told you I was chest. worried about my heart before. Exactly. Um, that's fine. Uh, they did my blood profile. We'll get into that in a minute. But the she actually spent the most time on. What is it called? A DEXA scan? I don't know. You stand on it, you, you put your hands on the sides, and then it scans your body, tells you your BMI and stuff. I've never done one. Whatever. But it spits out all these numbers. And then it seemed like a big portion of the time I was there, the doctor was just showing me what the machine said and then making recommendations. So, like, for example, she said, oh, your skeletal mass is green. It's good. Good. And then she's like, your BMI is 25.8. That's a little overweight. So, you're you're a little overweight I'm like okay yeah like I, I i don't need you i could just see this why are you yeah. and then she would take it even a step farther she's like well you're overweight so you should try to diet a little bit and maybe cut down the drink uh, okay i just wanted to be like shut up <laughs> would would you have rather she said hey listen you're in fantastic shape bmi is perfect but you got a heart condition <laughs> absolutely not good point <laughs> um no, I guess I was just like, it's so condescending. I mean, I guess she, she doesn't know me. She, she Is has there to a like language barrier the there too? Uh, maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, but I guess, she, yeah, I guess it's her duty to kind of go through these things with everybody. But it just feels so condescending to, some, to me to say like, you're overweight, so you need to diet and then try to tell me how to diet. It's like, shut up. Yeah, you're you, not Why are you wasting your time? Yeah whatever um but yeah i'm a little bit overweight 
and uh, my cholesterol is not so good either, Chris. We're officially the fattest podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely not, but maybe in this region. So you must have had your blood profile um, when you got your checkup, right? I didn't do the blood work. It's in my car. I got to go do it. It's been a while. Yeah. Been busy. Huh. I got stuff going on. Wow, uh, that sucks. I was gonna. I was hoping to kind of like go through mine with you because I was thinking maybe you would know what these things meant because you've done it more recently than I have. But I guess not. Yeah, I've actually never had blood work done. I don't think. Maybe when I was younger. Really? But yeah. Not a good thing. I need to go do it. That scares me almost more than the doctors does. Blood work. Well, you got cancer. Oh shit. <sighs> like I can they even tell that from blood work? I feel like I think your blood count levels will be off, like your red blood cell count versus white blood cell. This could be completely wrong. Just keep that in mind when you're listening. But yeah, I think- see, it says so many things here. I have so many numbers. But and is, is just the cholesterol is bad? Yeah, that's the only one that's red. Um, did, you, did you get a little, like, do you have anxiety about it? Is it something that's sticking in your head? Or is it kind of like, a, ah, I'll fix it? Uh, I, I got to say it's a little bit of both, which, yeah, they, they kind of contradict each other. But um, No, yeah, but I know what of, you mean. Yeah. As a kid, you part, never think, I'll be the guy with high cholesterol. I'm just going to be the guy that's in shape. Like, even through your 20s, you just feel like you're invincible. And reality kind of checks in around this age. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, part of me is kind of, this is the kind of the attitude I've had all this month. It's like, Oh, I'm in transition. Da, da, da. I'll just, I'll figure it out later. So it kind of doesn't surprise me that my levels are, they're probably at the worst they've been in a long time just because I haven't cared at all. Yeah. Or I've, I haven't acted like I've cared, but then at the same time, it is a little bit more, it's a little bit more serious. Like, Oh, that's dangerous. Because so, that's when I Googled, um, what is, you know, high cholesterol, what are the consequences? It's like, oh, you higher risk of heart attack, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I was worried about in the first place. So yeah. at least it's not imminent. Uh, knock on wood. I don't have any wood around me. Yeah. You're supposed to knock on your head if you got it. Oh, really? So, I, I didn't know that. I learned it kind of recently. Um, so this could kind of act as uh, something to kick you in the ass. I think. Yeah. It's going to be tough with yeah. you making a move and stuff, though, because now you have to go out, put the effort in, find the gym or find like a running route, just something. Well, that's kind of what I've been thinking anyway. And that was kind of one of the reasons for the move to Sumba in the first place was, like I said, I've kind of been in a rut. You might, maybe um, you got too comfortable there. Yeah. And the whole routine that I kind of had, like, go to the gym. I'm just so bored of it, kind of bored of going to the gym. So I was even thinking maybe this is a good opportunity. I'm going to go to a new place and then lay down new roots, new routine. And uh, I think from what I've seen, it, it's really, really beautiful. And I'm thinking do a lot of hiking, do a lot of running. Um, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. It's, the timing seems kind of good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also important to, uh, you mentioned hiking. Um, a lot of people don't like exercising. So finding something where you do enjoy it and you are moving, even if it's something small, just moving. You don't want to be too just house planted. I guess. Which I've been recently, totally. Yeah. I mean, since I started running, like I 
feel better. Like I was having aches in like my my knees, my groin felt worse, my like Achilles were always sore. And I wasn't doing anything. I was just like, ah, I'm injured. But like now that I'm moving around a lot more, I'm not having those as much. I have like the soreness from running again, obviously. But as far as just feeling, my body just feels so much better. And it could be just like a placebo effect because I know I'm doing better. So mentally in my head, I'm telling myself this stuff is going to start going away. Or, you know, I just, I feel a lot better now that I'm moving a lot more. That makes perfect sense. And that's usually what happens. It's, it's always strange to me. My, I had a little ache in my back and when I don't work out, it'll get worse. And when I do work out, it gets better. It seems like it should be the opposite, but it's kind of how it seems to work. And I was just thinking, it's interesting how even dogs know they need to go for a walk. They want to go for a walk. They get upset when they don't go for a walk. We're supposed to be smarter and we do the opposite. We're supposed yeah. to go for a walk and we just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to play poker instead or whatever. Yeah. Dogs are just like, it's ingrained in their head that you love to do this. Mm. And it's, I, I envy that. I've thought that while walking Ollie, like, I wish I loved this as much as he does. Like mm. just moving around doing physical activity. Cause if I mention the word, this dog loses his shit, loses his shit, jumps the couch, runs around like a psycho. Even after a long walk, he's like calm the walk. Then he gets home and he's so pumped that he just went that he's sprinting around the house. I wonder if it's because they don't really have any good alternatives in general, like a dog's life. They get to chill. They get to snuggle up against you and they get to go for a walk. They don't have FIFA when they're at home. They don't have Instagram and stuff. So that's, that's the chance for the stimulation. Maybe if we made our, our lives more like that, we would value things like exercise more. Yeah, it's uh, this current world is filled with overstimulation at all times. It's so easy to get distracted because playing FIFA is more fun than going for a run. I don't have to move. I can sit here and have fun. I don't have to get up, sweat, and then shower after, and then I can just chill. That's what the problem is, I think. Yeah, that's that me. You know what? That's the leading cause of obesity, technology, and having too much stuff to do. You just diagnosed that. Yep, just now. I think you might be right. I don't know. I would like to look at the obesity numbers over the decades. This could be an interesting case study that someone's probably already done a million times. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I do feel more addicted to that stuff now than before. Like as far as like like, poker, technology, outside stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think because we we definitely had video games when I was younger. Um, Not this fucking good, though. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking because what happens to me now? I'll have the idea to go to the gym or go to the cafe and work. So I have two productive activities and I'll just put them. Okay, I'll, I'll do it in the afternoon and then I'll wake up, do my whatever. And then. I'll be on the couch and I'll have my phone and I'll just keep pushing it back 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then I'll just spend hours either poker, playing chess, listening to YouTube, doing three, doing two at the same time. And uh, 
yeah, I, I don't think I had that type of problem when it was just video games and I was trying to go for a run or go to the gym or something. Yeah, and the other thing is these companies that are putting out these video games and other addictive content, it's all intentional. Yeah. It's all, they all have teams that are dedicated to how can we hook people into this as deep as possible. We've talked about it before, but the social network that, uh, or no, what was the documentary? Social network was, say that one more time, your mic was out. The dilemma. Social dilemma. I'm just pulling the strings like, oh, let's send the notification here. Let's get them on here. And then just collecting all your information so they can tailor it to your personal likes. And yeah, it's all intentional. And that's, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I think I just thought of a way I can articulate it better now. Yeah, I think I think I can. I think maybe I talked about it on the last podcast or two podcasts ago where sometimes I have trouble relaxing and letting myself to allow certain pleasures and those games, certain junk food, um, TV and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. I, I have trouble allowing myself to enjoy it because when I indulge in that type of stuff, I'll have this other voice in my head that says you're doing something bad. And actually I do believe that that stuff is all evil in a way. I think it really does bad stuff to us. It's not intentionally evil though. I don't but think. Like you just said, it kind of is intentionally evil when they're doing all those things with the notifications and things. Yeah. But it all comes down to money. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, evil, evil in a different sense, like yeah. evil as in bad for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It certainly is evil as in bad for you, but I didn't want uh, the conspiracy cast to come back and us talking right. about how they're trying to make us fat and complicit. Right. Right. No, I don't think it's anything like that. It's, it's about money, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of just for us, it is, it is evil, but of course the answer is balance. I'm, I'm just saying something that's the answer is obviously balanced, but even then I, I do have my worries or, or doubts because it's just, it's just bad for you. Dude, it's but the same it, as like drugs, booze, weed. People announce that they're taking a break. I need to take a break from this. I'm using it too much. It's, it's me saying I'm done with alcohol right now. Or I'm cutting back on alcohol. I'm cutting back on social media. It's the same thing. Something we enjoy to do, but is just detrimental to us. But even in the back of your head, you know it's not forever. Oh, yeah. Always going to go you back. love alcohol. Love social media. Mm. When you say it like that, you kind of make me sound like a boozer. I'm not like a hardcore boozer. I just I enjoy my drinks. You love alcohol. I enjoy it. I enjoy the taste of craft beer. You know, mm. tying one on, watching the game, hanging out with some buds. No, yep, no. Yep. This would be a good time to mention our new sponsor, Truly Lemonade. Get yours at your nearest liquor store today. Is that what is that? It's just like a hard it's seltzer. It's a hard seltzer that I enjoy. Not our sponsor. No, it's not. Nope, not affiliated. But one day. Did you watch? Um, I don't know if we already talked about. It. Did you watch that new Adam Sandler movie? No. It oh, kind of not... went on recently, right? On Netflix. Ah, uh, yeah, like last week or even more recently. I, I just mentioned it because I know you're watching the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um. 
what is it the finals or what, what are they doing? Oh yeah, it's the finals. Okay. Yeah, it's an NBA movie. It's it's really good. Also, right. highly recommended. Okay. I'll definitely check it out. Usually uh new age Adam seeing the movies, I'll pass right by. Really? Yeah, he put out a few stinkers, Jack and Jill, and there's a few other ones that I found corny, but I, I love all the classics, obviously. So Adam Sandler is doing this different thing now. I don't know. He's, he's pretty confusing. Um, he's got his Adam Sandler-ish movies, but then he's also got, uh, did you ever see Uncut Gems? Yeah, that was a really good movie. Awesome movie. I enjoyed that. Yeah. This one is not like that, but it's not an Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movie. Okay. It's, uh, good. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'll no, definitely check it really out. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. We're finishing up Stranger Things. I don't know if you oh, watched yeah. that, but we are on episode seven and we were watching it before you said I'm up. So Michelle's not happy with me, are you, right now? Why is that? Because we stopped like midway through an episode and it's the last episode that's out right now. So you'll be going back to finish that? No, no, no. Bedtime. We're going to finish it tomorrow. Okay. But very good show. Do you watch that? I watched one season and it didn't really grab me as much. All right. Fair enough. I'm not going to be that guy. That I mean, you, you, you got to watch me. it. You, you could sell me. Yeah, just good. I like not that it. good. That's the thing. No, I do like it, especially uh, this season. It's very intense. It has everything. The love story, the action, the suspense. You know, it's a good show. But hmm. if you're not into sci-fi stuff, you might find it corny. It's got that, the sci-fi stuff. It's got that 80s vibe. The soundtrack is just awesome. Just I love the whole feel of the show. Okay. Is there anything? Let's see. How do I put this? There's some shows and one one that I haven't even watched, but I know it's good just based on what I've read. But I haven't watched it. It's called Dark. You know about that one? Never heard of it. That's sci-fi, and, and from what I've read, it's extremely smart. It's it'll it'll make you think. Um, all this stuff. When I think of Stranger Things, I don't think like that. I just think maybe it's cool to watch. Is there anything like thought-provoking, or or does it does anything elicit emotions, or is it just kind of kind of cool to watch? Like like oh, Game no. of Thrones, even I, I think it's kind of just like. It wasn't that good. It was cool to watch. It had some interesting parts, but it didn't have any, like, really... You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, you're a snob. I am a snob. You're a fucking snob. That's what you're getting at. No, I mean, it definitely elicits emotions. I get very... Uh, a big... What makes a show awesome is, you know, falling in love with characters and, like, rooting for the characters. So when something bad, good is happening to them, you feel that, too. Like one of the main characters um, that you just like all the way throughout the show is just getting bullied hardcore at a new place that they're at and really, really struggling with it. And watching that, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't like this at all. Like I, It all depends on your connection with the characters and your willingness to want to connect with the characters when you're watching something. All right. And you think this show does that pretty well? I do. And the other thing is, yeah. like, season one, they start as kids, and then now they're older in season four because it's been, I think, eight years, seven years since it started. Mm. So kind of seeing them grow as a group, go through all this stuff, 
it's uh i enjoy it definitely do and i think you would too if you give it a chance okay maybe i will i saw another one yesterday that was pretty damn good but i i didn't even know about it um it just popped up on netflix uh called her from 2013 the movie yes great movie i saw it once you a little it? while ago yeah where he falls in love with the ai i thought it was great yeah Joaquin Phoenix is so good. Well, it's one of those movies where I wasn't sure who it was for a while. And I, I was like, is that Joaquin Phoenix? I don't know. It was like he kind of he, he became that character. He did he does a great that, job with it. He does, did the same with the Joker. I don't know if you saw that. That was him. Oh, so good. I thought it was Jared Leto. No, no, no. There's a new movie. Not new, but Joker. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips, and it's so good. Is that the one I saw? I don't even know which one I saw. It's very dark. It's like it's not the typical like oh Joker, Batman. Like Batman's not even in it. It's kind of the. Why story. did I think that this was? Which one was Jared Leto in? I think I saw Suicide Squad. Oh okay. Which is awful. He's the worst Joker okay. of all time. Yeah, yeah 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 no I saw Joker yeah. So you you saw the one with Joaquin Phoenix. And I didn't know it was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. So good. I guess I only clocked him on Gladiator. And then he kind of fell out of my mind. And, he, and there's, a, there's just this Joaquin Phoenix. Like, I just, is that him or not? I don't know. Yeah. You got to be kind of a psychopath to be that good of an actor, I feel. Probably. I wonder how often these people use their acting skills in real like regular life situations mm. like master manipulators like they they can act they can convince you that there's somebody else they can play characters i wonder if all actors and actresses are sociopaths interesting yeah um amber heard reading this book uh it's just a novel, but one of the main characters is an actor, and the other main character is a, a woman who's in love with this actor. But she notices every once in a while, like he'll he'll be reacting to her, saying he loves her, or getting mad about something, and she'll just have this thought: he's acting right now. And um, when you get deeper into his perspective, another chapter, uh, it turns out he doesn't even know who he is anymore because he just has all these different masks that he wears all these different characters that he plays and i'm sure that's relatable for everyone on some level but it might be especially true for actors i could definitely see that yeah you just get further and further away from who you actually are because your whole mm. career and life is based around being other people mm. it's an interesting dynamic yeah i wonder uh it's got to be tough being in a relationship with an if you were in the in a relationship with an actress Mm. I'm sure you would have this thought all the time. Does she mean that? Obviously, I'm convinced, but she's a trained actor after all. Well, that's um, actress. That's that's one of the thoughts that I kept having during that movie, her, uh, because Joaquin Phoenix is in love with uh, they call it an OS operating system, but it was an AI. And I kept having the thought, and so he must have had the thought. The main character, it's like she really in love with him or is it just programming is it yeah. just i think he, they or, bring or that even question manipulation. up 
yeah they bring that question up in the in the movie don't they where he's kind of like you're programmed to do this not overtly in that way like about her loving him yeah but uh she even brings it up which is even another level of manipulation if it is manipulation she brings it up she says what i'm feeling right now is that real or is it just my programming um but that's like different things that so yeah it is very interesting and uh especially that line between would they could an ai have those emotions and things and then you're talking about it in the context of just regular people do people become like ais when they're acting i'm a little all over all over the place but Oh, are you familiar with, there's been uh, some rumblings in the news that a Google employee came out and said one of their AI is sentient. No. I should send you some, the uh, article I read, but there was like screenshots of conversations between this um, engineer and the AI. And the AI was like asking him for like consent when, if he's going to do something like a certain way. And having like a, a very real co- conversation, it looks like it's with another person. Google what does has sentient even mean. Um, just aware, have emotions, have your own emotions. Like yes. we're not, we're not programmed to be sad. We are sad when we're sad. We're not programmed to be happy. We don't react this way because something told us to. First and thing AI's I see is. Um... Google puts engineer on leave after claiming artificial intelligence has become sentient. Oh yeah. He's on leave and they so, said, he's not sentient. What are you talking about? Yeah. So they're either, well, like punishing him for lying or trying to cover something up or what? Why did they put him on leave? They think he's gone off the deep end. They're, they're, there's multiple ways you can string that up. And I'm sure depending on what you Google, like we always talk about, you'll find a side to each story. So maybe that's our homework. We independently research and pick a side. Is Google covering something up? Or is this guy just nuts? I kind of like that. Yeah. Which side do you want? Um, I'll pick the side that is nuts. I feel like you're going to be better at digging in and making it a little conspiracy. Okay, I'll try. Because I think this will be fun. Um, All right, so you're saying it's a cover-up. No, you're saying the guy's crazy. I'm saying it's a cover-up. Yes. All right, yeah, that's fun. And we're going to write research papers with annotated bibliographies, and they will be on the Patreon, (laughs) patreon.com slash don't be negative. MLA format, or what's the other one nobody uses? MLA or... Oh, I don't know. I was going to say MLS, APA. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I'm a writer. Okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I'll need to do some more reading on it though. Cause I haven't really done that much, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say more so than I do, because what's being put out by the media, the mainstream media put on my Alex Jones hat. They're lying. They could be lying, but you can go deep into that too. You can, you can look into his background, what he's been doing. You can check his social media and stuff. That's, that's pretty fun too. And I can take it a step further and, you know, Maybe try to learn a little bit, being a tech guy, tech background, learn a little bit about AI and, you know, what are the chances that it is even possible that an AI becomes sentient? Yeah. Yeah, I because, feel like that's been a debate for a long time. 
yeah, it doesn't seem to be possible. Right. Because everything that it does, you've programmed into it. You know, someone well, this has is kind of your wheelhouse, actually, right? You kind of understand this stuff on a deeper level. Uh, not like coding. I've taken a few coding classes. I am by no means an expert. But like, for instance, we have like certain things we do at work that is done automatically because we wrote a script for it that gets executed in PowerShell. So we have a script that runs. It's actually pretty cool. Um, ransomware is a big thing. Um, company's worst nightmare could literally ruin a company, make them shut down. Um, and there's different file extensions for certain types of malware, uh, ransomware. So we have a, I'm sorry, uh, ransomware is when the hackers oh. kind of gain control of your computer or something. They say, we're not going to give you control back unless you pay us. Yes. So they lock up all your important files, threaten to release like, uh, customer information, employee information, sell that. So sometimes they'll even make it public. So the company feels more pressure. There's a lot of tactics, but what the script does is it has known uh, ransomware types and it knows that. And it's something that's always like evolving. So new ransomware file extensions will pop up every day. So the script literally says, okay, I need to go check this website where it has a repository of all of the file extensions of ransomware. And then it fetches that from the web sends it back down to that file. And if any of these match what's in this repository and you find it in that, um, in that folder, you lock that folder so you can't go any further mm. and can't lock up anymore. So that is something we wrote a script for, which is essentially what you're doing with AI. I think I'm not an AI expert, but you're programming it to do these things. So when you hear this, react with that, like with Alexa for... When someone says, hey, Alexa, go to amazon.com. When it tr hears that, it says, oh, there's a keyword I know. That's been programmed into me because I have a dictionary in me that tells me this is what this means. This is what I have to do when I hear it. Voila. Well, isn't AI different, actually? I thought what made AI AI was its ability to learn. Uh, there is some self-learning AIs, but that's... I'm trying to find a way to describe this without sounding like an idiot. I'm sure there's someone listening right now going, Chris, 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 you have a degree. What are you doing? Yeah. How'd you get that thing? Um, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Next question. Yeah. Cause that's how, um, that that's how computers became better at chess than any human is there. There's no human in the world that can beat, the best chess engine right now, which is which is crazy, but it's, be, it's because but they it's developed learning. AI. Yeah, it's learning because it's seen every combination. You no, know? so it knows exactly everything, and it's learning that over time. So I guess it is self-learning in that way. That's kind of what I was going to say. There's this company, Dark Trace, that has this self-learning AI, which adapts to your environment environment over time as it learns more about it and can tailor itself completely to your environment to protect it. Um, so that that's self-learning in a way. Yeah, it does seem, I think I'm, I'm the same as you because I don't, I don't have much understanding of why or why not, but my initial feeling is that there's no reason or way 
for an AI to become sentient, to have to have feelings. Uh, let, let's just say to have emotions. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they could definitely emulate it. They yeah. could definitely trick us into thinking they have emotions. But I don't think, I don't, I don't see any reason they would have emotions. There's no way to program an emotion, I feel. If that technology existed, they'd be finding a way to program people to not be depressed or anxious with something, you know? Have you seen Ex Machina? I have. That's one of my favorite movies. We're big AI guys on this on this podcast. We love AI movies. Yeah, because it tricks. I don't want no spoilers, but the end, it's like, that's the thing. Oh my god! I feel like actually, it's interesting enough. Well, no, I, I feel like her did take a stance. I would I would say her took the opposite stance of Ex Machina on this. I think yeah. this argument we're having, they both answered it in one of two ways. Would you agree with that? Yeah, because at the end of Ex Machina, it seems as if this AI is sentient and. At the end of her, it was kind of like, oh, this is all programmed. Opposite. It's been a while since I've seen either movie. The way oh, I remember Ex Machina ending, she locks him in the building and leaves. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a spoiler before this segment, so we can we can talk freely. I'll yeah, spoiler, it's but... been like fucking ten years. Well, yes, she locks him in the basement and leaves, but. I think she was, um, what I'm talking about anyway, is she was faking emotion to, to trick him. So we thought that she felt emotion, but I think oh, it yeah, turned yeah. out that she didn't really. Um, but then again, yeah, I don't know. Would that, would that prove sentience or would that disprove sentience? It's aware enough to read emotion and pick up feelings. I, I guess that's how it becomes able to manipulate someone yeah. else you have to have a real that, good understanding no one programmed hmm. the understanding i mean see it's too hard there's no way this guy's not nuts as two guys that yeah. are experts in the field i have i have my answer and also isn't that what the whole movie ex machina was based about based on was the the turing test like well that, that's the thing that started like the turing test is can you tell if this is an AI or not, can you tell if it's human or not? And if you can't tell, then it passes the Turing test. Is that a measure of sentience? Sentience? I'm getting stupider and stupider as this goes on. Yeah, we were just talking out of our ass. Um, I don't know, I guess. Maybe. It depends how <laughs> you want to define it. Look up the actual definition of sentience, just because I'm very far away from my keyboard. Of, of sentience. Mm -hmm. Of sentience. Okay. Well, you actually nailed it earlier. Um, Hell yeah. I don't do that often on this show. Okay. It's the capacity to experience feelings and sensations. So, so I like, guess um, if you're in, able in to Machina, read, if you're able to, if the AI is able to read the emotions and understand the emotions, the only way they can understand the emotions is if they can feel them themselves. So in Ex Machina, when the AI understands and manipulates using their emotions, they do kind of no, understand No, I, I would totally disagree. Really? Um, yeah, because you take psychopaths um, and they, they, some of them don't feel emotions, but they have an ex excellent ability to emulate them. Yeah, shut um, me down quick. That makes a lot of sense. 
even 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 chess AI, they don't need to understand what chess is. They don't even need to understand the game. They just need to know when when this looks like this, I do this. So there's um that's that's not a great example. But yeah, no, but as far as like programming body language, I guess, if you see this facial pattern mm. or so certain social cues, everyone has these cues, just natural cues that kind of give a tell on how you're feeling. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in the story now. I, I want to know what this guy, what made this guy think that this thing was sentient. I'll try to find the thing that I read earlier and so you can see the chat logs or just Google and see if you can find the chat logs. There was some Instagram post, I'm pretty sure, that had the chat logs. But You already looked through it a little bit? I read the chat logs. It wasn't very long. It was like four or five slides, but it was, uh, it was very interesting. Damn, I got my work cut out for me. Yeah. Not only does Google say they aren't true, almost every expert agrees that Lemoine, Lemoine is simply diluted. Well... You might have to go a little deeper than a Google search. You might have to go to infowars.com. <laughs> yeah, and of course, fortune is paid off by Google. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I like my side. Yeah, you got to go on Reddit, fortune. You got to go to the underworld of the internet. I'm just going to follow the money. I'm going to see who pays fortune.com. And then this is gonna <laughs> I'm just going to follow the money. I'm going to work my way up this fucking ladder, and I'm going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that you said that. Um, so I feel like we're at a good stopping point. We have a homework assignment for next episode. Yeah, this is going to be good. All right. So Kyle, I'm glad we did this. I wish you the best of luck in your move. Thank you. Let me know when you land. Okay. Yeah, it'll be uh, roughly 24 hours, I think. Okay. Awesome. So thank you all for listening. If you have any opinions on AI, should have sneaked out. All right. Just stop recording. I'm going to get nice and close. Then I'll just wait. This is life being bound to love.